are you hoping that a dog will bring to your life? Oh, happiness. So we're finding out all this week about the Manx SPCA and we've been hearing from Chris about the kind of the background of the of the charity. Now there's probably still, Chris, a bit of a, a, a kind of misconception that it's just dogs and cats in here. It's not, is it? No, we have all sorts of animals. Um, we have our small animals section uh, where that has rabbits, guinea pigs, hamsters. We have previously had reptiles and last year we had 13 tarantulas in. Um, they were very quickly went to a specialist on the Isle of Man and I stepped way far away from that area whilst they were with us. Um, we also have an aviary, so uh, quite often we do get um, cockerels that are gifted in as well, um, especially with bird flu at the minute, we do have to be very careful. And so we have all sorts of birds, it's wild birds as well, that we take care of if they just need a bit of time, a bit of rest. Um, we give that to them and they get released all happy and healthy. And what, what are the usual reasons why animals do end up with you here? Recently, it's financial reasons. Um, obviously, the cost of everything has gone up in the world, mm. and that also includes vet fees, um, which has also been quite a big impact, um, especially older dogs that are no longer coping with owners. It's very expensive to carry on with their feeds or their vet issues, um, as well as uh, housing arrangements. So if people are having to move and they can't find somewhere that is pet-friendly accommodation, therefore their animal has to be gifted in. Um, we've had an increase Recently in our dogs, in the past three, four years, we've not had a waiting list as such for dogs waiting to come in. And this year we had our first waiting list for dogs needing to come in. And it's all down to, because we also work with the police with welfares as well, um, if we do have pens that are with welfare dogs in, that obviously takes up the space. And we also had a slowdown of adopting dogs. Uh, for example, we had two young, under one-year-old dogs, fantastic, great with dogs, good with kids, um, and... Unfortunately, they had no interest for three months of actually being out for adoption, even though they were so advertised, they had meats, etc. They just weren't lucky enough to be adopted. So, um, But people are, are considering the, the cost of these things, which we would really appreciate um, that everyone's thinking lifelong expectations, and if they're not capable of being able to adopt right there and then, that's absolutely fine. That's, that's what we're here for. When a dog looks into you, you feel it in your heart. You just know. <laughs> What, what was the sort of longest you've had an animal in here for then? Um, there was a staffy here for seven years before he finally found his feather home. We've also got one of our longest dogs in is Cooper. He's a Cocker Spaniel and he's been in with us since November, end of October, I think I want to say. Uh, he was here for our Christmas photo shoot, so I know it was from last year. And he's a three-year-old Cocker Spaniel. He comes across like a, just a teeny, typical teenage dog. Um, he likes to get his own way and he's found his bark, which is quite deep. Bless him, he's, he's literally just a teenager in a dog and he likes he doesn't like being told no and uh, he can only come in after 20 throws of the ball, not 19 throws of the ball. So he ha very much has to get his own way. Um, he has had people interested in him, but I think he does doesn't quite do himself any favours when he does go to a home check um, because that's when he likes to try bark and tell the people where he will be sleeping and where he, when he wants to play and he doesn't quite understand that no no people need to give you some rules and you have to follow them to get adopted um, so he's one of our longest at the minute dogs wise to get adopted behind every dog there's always a story this is ralphie his name is nobby this is bobo he's quite anxious he just really wants a new family <laughs> uh, uh, uh. you're <laughs> So some dogs, obviously, I mean, you've just covered the whole personality thing, which is amazing. That just proves it. But some of them do have challenges, some of them don't. But the ones that have challenges, you will help people who are adopting, won't you, how to deal with these things? 
Oh yeah, of course. So we are really lucky on the island. We have um, we've worked with some of the trainers before. Um, we also have obviously trainers and well-experienced dog members of staff here. Um, and we're more than happy to show you different training methods. We will take our time with you to show you exactly how that dog reacts and how the best way is to overcome those issues. More than anything, it just takes time. Dogs take three months to settle into a new home, uh, three weeks to learn a complete new routine, and three days just to know where the, the back door is to go out for, to the toilet. So I think when people do take home a dog, uh, they expect them to be completely perfect over one night, but it does take them, they've been into a kennels routine, they've seen kennel staff, and now they've gone into a complete new home. There's new noises, there's, there's chairs and tables everywhere, there's a TV that's on showing everything. Um, so it's a lot for them to take on. And I think people just need to give them a little bit of time to relax into that environment, give them a chance and um, really show them their true colours. It's a match made in heaven and they're all going to be really happy together. Now we have five in our family. Do you need a forever home? We are so lucky for volunteers. Um, some of our volunteers are here nearly every day. Some are here making sure that they're here every week. Um, some of our long-term volunteers are able to take dogs off-site and they really help the nervous dogs and nervous cats bond with people. Um, it really helps the animals here on the site for those volunteers. They spend so much time um, getting to know these animals and it really helps them bond with new people that are ready to adopt. So it really gets them out of their shell and we're so, so lucky. Um, and whilst the volunteers are here, we're doing the other animal things. It gives our team a chance to work on maybe more training, more paperwork, more different meets. Um, and they're absolutely fantastic. So we, we absolutely love our volunteers. They, they make an amazing difference every day. So if someone's listening and they think they could volunteer, what, what do they do? So if you head to our website, www.manxspca.com, um, you can head to the volunteer section and you can fill a volunteer form out. If not, you can pop up to the Manx SPCA in Foxdale and in our reception, um, you will meet me and uh, we can give you a volunteer form to fill out. If you are interested in walking dogs, you will need to book an induction just to make sure health and safety. But if it's cats or small animals that you're interested in, come around to the, the team and they'll show you all about the cats and best way to volunteer and you might end up sitting with um, a cat at home one day that you've spotted from the MSPC and helped to look after our volunteering. But as we said, it's not just about dogs, it's not just about cats. You've got all manner of different animals here. I mean, if there's someone that's looking to bring a new furry friend, or not furry friend, feathery friend maybe, into their environment, what would you sort of recommend they look at that's not just a dog or a cat? Look at the life expectancy of the animal that you're thinking of, um, if it fits what you are interested in, especially if you have um, families with young children, just know obviously the children's work will become your work when it becomes a pet, um, and to look at what they need and space they need, what food costs, etc. they are. Um, rabbits, for example, their teeth continue growing, so they always need something to chew on and they need quite a lot of space rather than just a rabbit hutch. Um, guinea pigs also need companions. Um, fish, your tanks need cleaning, etc. Um, but more than anything, just to, as long as you educate yourself on what that animal needs and look at the vet fees wise, know that it's um, completely easy for you to home and care for the rest of that life of that animal, um, then that would be the perfect pet for you. And if you do need help, the team here at Manx SPCA are happy to help. Um, I'm going to come back to one other thing that you mentioned um, when, we, when we got the information for you about the charity. You said that people stayed here during the winter, even though the MSPCA is haunted. I need you to expand on this, please. <laughs> So the MSPCA is haunted. Um, so in the kennels area and the small animals section, um, things move around, footsteps are heard at night, um, and the uh, bungalow that is on site is haunted, and I can definitely confirm that with personal experience. And um, We've all had personal experiences here on site. Um, 
there, there's rumours to be uh, an older woman in the Cattery area, there's rumours to be an, a young boy in the Kennels area. Um, obviously we're 126 years old, the land's been here for years and years. For those people that don't believe in ghosts, you might think I'm absolutely crazy. What was your experience? I was actually in the bungalow and my guitar started playing its strings, there was no one there and it was a, a good four second tune on the strings and it's happened more than once um, and I have a battery radio that you have to physically turn on and sometimes in the middle of the night the radio will turn on really loud and I have to get up and turn the whole thing off. Um, so that's haunted, uh, the kennels is haunted, sometimes the light comes on and off in the attic and the kennels, um, the door will close and you'll hear footsteps on the, on the, in the attic. Yeah, and sometimes you just get a really cold feeling over your shoulder like someone's there in the small animal section at night time. So, um, yeah, but definitely come during the day, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do any animals react, though? Because animals are meant to be super sensitive, aren't they? Especially cats. The animals in kennels on site, they haven't so far that we've been aware of. But in the bungalow, my, my dog has reacted to something. As long as they're nice, it's absolutely fine. Everyone's going to think I'm absolutely crazy now. <laughs> but it's coming up to Hop Tune A, so it's perfect. <laughs> and it is a Friday, the Friday 13th of October. Um, we actually tried to get some ghost hunters up to have an event here to um, go ghost, ghost hunting. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it, it didn't. I got ghosted. So <laughs> it fell through. <laughs> I might have to challenge my team to come up here and do something here. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, but you know what? Coming back to the main reason for this, Chris, it's an absolute joy talking to you. And I'm just going to say thank you from the island for looking after these fabulous animals and what they do. And just remind us again how anyone who's listening can actually get in touch with you and potentially look at maybe adopt. Yeah, so if you can get to our website on www.manxspca.com, give us a call on 851-672 or pop up. We're open one to four every day, Mondays, except Mondays and Thursdays. Um, and the team and myself are more than happy to speak to anyone that wants any questions about adopting, volunteering or more. And you can have cake and coffee as well. <laughs> the best tea rooms on the island. Exactly. <laughs>